And we're actually going to turn to the book of Zechariah to begin with. That's right near the end of the Old Testament. And this was something that actually became a part of this sermon later in this week because I heard a pastor preach on it. In fact, I think it was Pastor Chris that spoke on this. And as soon as he spoke on it, the Lord said, that is supposed to be a part of what you're going to say. And then uh, as recently as this morning, the Lord said, I want you to talk about that first. And, you know, we talked about the church. I mean, we're talking about the church on Wednesday night, but we've talked about the cross. And we're going to talk about the, the Spirit today because all of these things that we have been discussing, we, we need to understand that they all play a critical role in, in our lives, but they certainly play a critical role in our lives right now. And the Bible says in the book of Zechariah, chapter 4, we're actually going to start at verse 1. Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. Now he said to me, talking to, about the angel, what do you see? So I said, I am looking and there is a lampstand of gold, of solid gold with a, a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes going to the seven lamps. There are also two olive trees that are by it. One's on the right hand of the bowl, and he said, one's on the left. And I answered and spoke to the angel. This is Zerubbabel speaking, who talked with me saying, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel, uh, Zach, then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, not by might, nor by power, and what he was doing right then, he was explaining to him what he had just seen. And before I say anything else about that scripture, I want to tell you that it doesn't matter what you know, it doesn't matter what you're capable of doing, it, it doesn't matter how much you've done or how much you have, or what you think you are capable of doing. I will tell you this. It will never be by your might. It will never be by your power. It will only be by my spirit, says the Lord. It will only be the spirit of the Lord that does what 
no man can ever do. You can't train to do what the Spirit can do. You can't imitate what the Spirit can do. You can't even hope and wish what the Spirit can do. The only way you can do it is by giving yourself away and allowing the Spirit to do it. And so what this angel was describing to Zerubbabel was actually a picture. I didn't use the same one that Pastor Chris uh, used this week, but it's a picture. And I, we're going to show you that picture of what he was describing. And this is one of, there's several illustrations like this. But he said, I, I, I see a lamp, and on top of the lamp I see a bowl. And there are seven candles, or there are seven lamps. And from those seven candles, and from those seven lamps, there are pipes, or I'll say tubes, just maybe to help you get your mind around it a little better. There are tubes that are feeding the lamps so that they continually burn all the time. And it doesn't matter how large the tubes are. It doesn't even matter how wide or deep the bowl is. And it doesn't even matter uh, how well built the candle stands are. Because they will go out sooner or later if they're not attached to the tree, the olive tree, because that's where the, the olive oil is coming from that's supplying. And that was the picture that Zechariah saw and he didn't understand it. And so the angel let him know, it'll never be because of your ability, the size of the bowl or the size of the tubes or the size of the pipes or how beautiful the lampstand is. It's never based on my talent or my resources, and it doesn't matter how good you are in the Lord. I'll use a quick illustration, another illustration. And, and I, will, I could use singers or musicians, but I'll use preachers. And this is not across the board, but you can take two preachers. One that has never, ever even completed, I'll say one that's never even gone to school at all, not even grade school. And you can have another preacher that's finished school, he's went to seminary, he's got a doctorate or a couple of doctorates, and he's got a library that looks like it's the public library. And you can put them two men in two pulpits. And he can do it all from his resources without thinking he needs the Spirit of God. And this other gentleman can get up barely able to get out a full sentence and read the Bible properly. But the Spirit of God can take over this man because he's empty and he's available and he can tear the house down and thousands can get saved because the anointing of God, the Spirit of God, is working in his life. And now it doesn't mean that this man right here can't do the same thing. But a lot of times when we feel like what we have or what we know is just sufficient enough, we leave the Spirit of God out. And so what used to be a great church service now turns into a formal public service. And it's of no good to anybody. 
It's just what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's just a clanging symbol. It's just a tinkling symbol. I, I see your lips moving, but I don't hear a thing. It's that type of thing. And all of us have that going on regardless of what your uh, lot is in life or what you do in life. And all of us, all of us, all of us need the Spirit of God feeding in us all the time to keep the lamp burning because we are the light of the world. And if I was to ask you to raise your hand, everybody would say, right now, this dark world could use some light. Amen. This world, oh, we've been on a slippery course uh, for the past a year going into this year and we see that the, the slope just keeps getting slicker and slicker and folks, it's going to continue to get that way. It's not going to level out and, and your traction's not going to be good only if you are filled with the Spirit of God and you know what the Bible says. Only then can you shine as effective lights. Only then when you say and you sing and you live out, I give myself away will you experience the oil of God feeding you all the time and you're burning even when your physical body feels like I just want to stay in the house today I don't want to go to work I don't want to go to school I don't want to go to church I don't want to burn for the Lord today but when the spirit is igniting inside of you and it's feeding you all the time it will work in you and through you even when your flesh says no let's stay home Let's keep our mouths shut today. Let's don't do anything today. The Spirit will say, nope, I'm in control. You asked me to fill you up. My supply is now your supply. And so we're doing what I said to do, honey. And so off we go doing what the Lord called us to do and left us here to do. And that's to burn his light. In the second chapter of Philippians, verse 13, 15, rather, the Bible says, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Now, wait, the first part of that Part B of that scripture, I think is doing well. The crooked and perverse part. How about you? Now, you can raise your hand on that. Do you think they, the world has got the crooked and perverse part down pat? I think they haven't missed a beat. I think it, they're just doing what they're doing, and they're going to keep doing what they're doing. But the latter part of that verse... You've got to do what the Bible tells you to do. You've got to ask God to fill me with this spirit, Lord. And I don't want to touch. I don't want a good service. I want to be connected to the tree. The tree, that's what I need. I need the tree hooked up to me all the time because, Lord, I just don't go down here and, and visit this crooked and perverse generation every now and then. I'm in this world. But you told me in another passage of Scripture that even though I'm in this world, I don't have to be a part of this world. And I just choose to believe that's because if I'm hooked up to the tree of life in heaven where the Spirit of the Holy Ghost is always feeding me, even though I'm in this world, I'm not a part of this world and I'm not giving my two cents to the crooked and perverse part of this world that I'm living in. So it seems to me again that the only way I can really 
be blameless and harmless right now is to be full of the Spirit of God hooked up to that tree that, that's supplying the only real oil that makes a difference regardless of what you do in this world or what you even do for a living. God can anoint you in the middle of the worst time that any of us have ever seen, it seems to be. God can anoint you right now for such a time as this. I don't care how much money you do make or how much money you don't make. God can take his finger, hallelujah, and he can tap you on the head right now and it can just gush out of you just so it can gush through you. But you've got to get hooked up. You can't keep fighting the battle yourself. I don't know why I'm going where I'm going, but I'm going. Uh, you can keep on trying to work it all out, try to meet your own need, try to figure it all out but you give it all to God and you watch God touch you one time and say, Lord, I don't care what happens. I'm going to stay connected to those two trees because I don't want anything else filling up this bowl. I don't want anything else coming down those pipes but you and what you have because what you have is pure and what you have will burn bright and what you have will do others good and not just me good. I want to stay hooked up to God, you see. The Bible says in the 6th chapter of John, it is the spirit that quickeneth or gives life. The flesh, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It's the spirit that gives life. It's not just saying that I'm a Christian, but it's actually the spirit that you get connected to that you get hooked up to, that you realize he's all I want, he's all I ever needed, he's all I want. Help me know you are near. And see, when you do that, when you just cut it all off, and I've done that this week. Man, I have 86 some stuff off my phone that it wasn't bad stuff. You know, a lot of the social stuff that, you know, if I had five minutes in the day, I'd look over and see what was going on. Not now. Oh, no. Fasting will do some purging, you see. God says, that's five minutes. You could look into the, the wonderful words of life. I don't care if you've looked at it for two hours. That, that's five minutes. If you're going to give five minutes to something, okay, why don't you give five more minutes to me and see what I can do? And I'm telling you, oh, Lord, when I got hooked up, when I got unhooked from them and I got hooked up to that, oh, it's been joy unspeakable and full of glory for me. And I can't help it. And I'm, I'm just running over this morning. And I tell you this morning, that's why I've got a new life that I hadn't had in a long time. Even preaching, I haven't had the life that I've got right now. But I, I've realized... You can't plug in right here and plug in there at the same. See, in order to get, to get both arms in, you got to pull both arms out. You hear me? You got you to you pull both tubes out in order to get hooked up to the olive tree. Both of them has to come out. In fact, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he said this. Now, the Lord, we're going we're gonna to figure out all of the, the picture this morning. And here's the first part of figuring it out. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, folks. 
And where the Spirit of the Lord is, not where the name of the church is or the popular preacher or people or where, no, 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 where the Spirit of the Lord is. The Lord is the Spirit, you see. I'm not, I'm not blowing through this verse quick. The Lord is the Spirit I'm talking about. This is, but I'm saved. You can be saved, but just not plugged in. You see, there's a difference. What do you mean? Well, Jesus was sinless, but he still went and was baptized in the Jordan by his cousin John, and there was a dove flying over his head. That's symbolic to me and you today of being baptized or hooked up or connected to the Spirit, you see. It's not that the, you just say the sinner's prayer and that's the end of it. Oh, no. That's the begin. That's the launching pad, you see. That's where it all starts right there. And I know we receive the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, because you can't go to God unless the Spirit draws you. But once you are drawn to God and you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, what you will find out if you will apply yourself to what God has to offer, you will see that you can be baptized, you can be submersed, you, you, can, you can get hooked up to a flow that will do things to you that you never could do on your own. It will do things for you that you can't do on your own. It will help you out in times of need and in times of persecution. It will help you out when you don't know how to confront or move on in this life to do whatever's happening. It will, the Spirit of God will lead you in ways that you've never been led before. But you've got to know that the Lord is the Spirit. It's not the world. It's not even the church organization. It's not the preacher. It's not anything else. The Lord is the Spirit. A lot of people are faithful in churches. A lot of people get connected and hooked up. Nothing wrong with any of that. A lot of people get plugged into all kinds of things in all kinds of churches all over the world. But they never get connected to the Lord that is the Spirit. They worship what they do not know, you see. They they call on the Lord, but they really don't know Him like they can know Him. And the Lord is that Spirit, you see. And this is why so many of us find ourselves, beginning with me, find ourselves in bondage so many times. If it's nothing more than bondage in my mind, it's because at that time I choose to get unplugged and I get plugged into either myself or something else around me because the rest of the scripture says, I told you I wasn't going fast over this. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So all I got to do is just get connected back to the Spirit of the Lord that I've gradually got unconnected. My arms got tired. I, I, I felt comfortable. I had enough of it, you see. I don't need it anymore. I'm doing fine. We don't have a real big uh, issue going on right now. There's always an issue going on. It's called God deserves all the praise and glory and honor all my in my life for my life and that people always need to see the light of Jesus in this crooked and perverse generation we're living in. So it's not by might, nor is it by power, but it's always by the Spirit. 
It's always by the Spirit. And the Lord is that Spirit. And when you connect to the Lord, you find out, oh, Lord, hallelujah. There's liberty there. I didn't have this liberty when I was just upset yesterday. I watched the news and I got upset. And I've tried my best to tell you. I got upset. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do now. We're going to do what we've always done. We've got, we're going to do what we've always been told to do. It doesn't matter who gets in, who gets out, what happens in this world. The attitude, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, the discipline of the believer should never fluctuate with who's the president in the White House. Your mind ought to be fixed and focused like Jesus could take your breath from you right now. You ought to live like you ain't going to live past the day. You ought to live and you ought to love and you ought to learn as long as you can. You don't put your eyes down here. We fix our eyes and we don't move that fixation. We keep them right there because the Lord is where the Spirit is. The Lord is the Spirit. And there's liberty when you're in the Lord, you see. And the Bible goes on to say, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass or a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed. And this is what I am so happy about. This is taking place, and I feel like it's happening even faster than it's ever happened in my life. This right here. We are being changed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And folks, that's what's happening to me and those that are really you are baptized in Jesus Christ. He really is your Lord and Savior. It's not just a part of your day or week. Uh, you think about it, but He's all you want. He's all you need. You give yourself away. Listen, this is what's happening. We are being changed from glory to glory. This mortal man one day soon is going to take on. I've already been told this body is going to take on immortality the Bible says so what's going on right here right now it won't be of any use or of any concern to me or anybody else because I'm being changed and I believe that change is happening for all of us because that day is quickly approaching and that day is getting near the Bible also tells us that it was the spirit it wasn't just a one-night meeting it wasn't it wasn't just anything else but the Spirit that on the day of Pentecost visited that 120 group of people. It was the Spirit. It was the Spirit. It, it wasn't a, a, another prophet. It wasn't somebody just pull, pulling up in a tour bus that just cut a new project out or a new album, not throwing off on them. But listen, I'm telling you, it was the Spirit because, see, Anybody else could have walked in that room that day 2,000 plus years ago. They could have come down in that room, walked down out of the steps, and went in that room. But hallelujah, it wasn't just anybody. It was the promise of the Father. Jesus said, I'm going away, and if I don't go the way, the comforter won't come. And so not just anybody walked down in that room that day, but it was the Spirit of God. And you see, when you will do what God says and you will do everything 
Go and sit and wait. And we think that it was somewhere around about 10 days that they just waited. They just waited, sit and wait. And he said, Terry, he said, you just wait. And they did what he said to do, and they got the promise he said they would get. They got a visitation, not from anybody, but somebody. The promise, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, blew into the upper room like a mighty rushing wind. And there sat upon each of them cloven tongues of fire. It's like their mouths was on fire. And the Spirit was so thick, and they opened, they gave theirself away. They got so plugged in, they just didn't touch a leaf here and touch a small little twig there. No, they grabbed the, the, the body of the branch, and they held on that day, and they got so much of the Spirit that the Spirit took over their body, it took over their tongue, it took over their whole mentality, and they were never the same after that. It's because they got plugged in. They just didn't walk around doing good things, but they had an opportunity to get filled with the Spirit of God, and when the Spirit of God came in, they got a liberty they had never had, nor would they never have from anywhere else again, and they were different people, and that's what's got to happen today. We don't need another church service. We need to be filled, and we need to get connected. We need to get connected, church, and I'm getting close, but not quite, but I'm getting close. And I want to tell you this. The Bible tells us that the Spirit is a guide. He's a comforter. He also convicts us. That's how you get saved, you see. But he's also a guide. And I'm going to say this, and I want you to hear me. Church, we are in need of the Spirit of God in our lives for many reasons. But I want to tell you this. I'm going to read a scripture to you, and I want it to sink in because we desperately need the Spirit of God in our lives guiding us because of what I'm going to read right now out of John 16. Jesus said this, he said, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. Listen to this. This is the part I want you to hear into all, all. He didn't say just church matters. How many of you know all is all? When God says all, he means all. For God so loved the world that all, whosoever, when the, spirit of com when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you. That guide means if I was blind and I had a dog, that dog would guide me. I, I can't see. And, and, and so this dog takes me where I need to go. The dog's not going to leave me out in the traffic now that's going to kill me. The, the dog's not going to take me somewhere that's going to be uh, way out of the way and it's going to cause a lot of frustration for the dog. The, the dog's going to take me where I'm supposed to go. The dog's going to guide me there. And you see, however, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That means all of the truth that's been going on in our country since March of last year. That means all of the truth that's been going on since November. 
That means all of the truth that's gone on this past week. That means all the truth that will go on next week. That means all the truth. It doesn't matter if it's your job. God, the Spirit now, not you just saying I'm a Christian, but the Spirit will guide you. And all. If it's going to the doctor and the doctor says this has got to happen or that's got to happen or the people in the world are saying this, I'm telling you, that the Spirit will guide you into all truth. And I know how the Spirit has been guiding me for a long time. And I know how the Spirit has not been guiding a lot of other people. And that tells me it's not a lack of desire or anything else. It's the lack of the Spirit being in believers' lives. Now, we talk about everything from tongues to healing to everything else, but I want to talk about that for about eight more seconds. The spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. Now, it may not be a popular, and I'm telling you right now, anything pertaining with the Word of God, it, it's not a popular road, but we told it straight in there. And I don't know why so many Christians have gotten stumped up over the past several months. It, it blows my mind, but I thank God he's revealed to me what the problem is. The problem is people have forms of godliness, but we don't have the spirit of truth working in our life because the spirit won't lie. So, he will guide you into all truth. There's more. For he shall not speak of himself, you see. That's what the world has done and is doing. The world's going to tell you what's good for the world. The world's going to continue to tell you what's good for the world. You don't have to believe me. It, it doesn't matter to me. I know what the spirit of truth is. <laughs> Glory to his name. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. He shall speak. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He'll show you things to come. And that's another problem we have. And I'm going to say in the American church, and I'll say this, the bride of Christ is not struggling with the same thing that the American church is, the American Christian is. I want you to hear, and I'm not, I'm not mincing words, neither am I confusing what I'm saying. The American church has been and is going to continue to struggle with things that the bride of Christ is not struggling with. All kinds of things. Things that you have not even been confronted with. The bride of Christ will keep... You know why? Because the bride of Christ is connected. The bride of Christ is connected. The American Christian church is the American Christian church. The American Christian church can be operated by other people other than the spirit of truth. Jesus said, if I don't go, he told the disciples they were worried. If I don't go, the comforter won't come. 
the Spirit won't come, and, and you won't have all these things that I've been preaching to you about for the past two or three minutes. You won't have all that. You won't have that spirit of liberty. You won't, you won't have a guide to lead you. you. You'll fall off the cliff like everybody else, you, and you won't know what's coming next, so you won't know what to do next. You won't know how to amp up your prayer life or how to streamline what you're studying. You won't do it. You will continually be fed by everything and every other voice but the voice of truth. Casting crowns, the voice of truth does what? Tells me a different story. What does the voice of truth say? You need to go listen to this song when you get home. The voice of truth tells me, do not be afraid. The voice of truth says, hallelujah, this is for my glory. The voice of truth. And if you can't hear the voice of truth, then it's because you don't have what you need. I don't care what your mind tells you or what a past experience you've had. See, so many people are writing off yesterday's experience. And what that's done to you and that what that's done to me is that's told us in our minds well, it's all good. It's okay. You know, you were saved and you try to live a sanctified life. You were baptized in the Holy Spirit and you, you preach, you study. But over time, and you know, your action says it all. Nobody has to judge anybody and all that foolish talk. Uh, nothing. Y your actions say it all. E everything. You are, you are your own witness in front of God. Do you, do you understand that when you stand before God? You're not going to have to have somebody there explaining your case. Your case speaks for itself by then. Amen? I'm telling you. It speaks. And so, over time, we get conditioned to what we've done, what we've always said and what we've done, and, and it gets okay. And we, we, don't, we don't look at it like this, but we kind of... And it's funny how... And I just thank you, Holy Ghost. I've been doing that plugged in like the tree was, you know. But I'm praising surrendered to God when I look at my hands. But it's funny how when I drop my hands down, be it tired or whatever, I tend to want to do that. I know I got a smart group of people in front of me, and you just read right between those lines, didn't you? Hallelujah. But as long as I'm connected, everybody else might be, but not me. The Lord's doing what he can do in my life. If he can't find nobody else, he's going to keep pouring it in, the one that's hooked up to him. Not the one that says, well, I know where the tree is. Nope, the one that's connected to him. That's what he's going to do. And I'm telling you, before I pray, that this is what has to happen. The Bible says in the first, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, Verse 6, Saul is about to be anointed, and he's told this right here. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man, you see. Did y'all hear that? Everybody in here heard it, didn't you? See, the Spirit of the Lord... Not you, Saul, 
Not that you're a head taller than everybody else and you are a good-looking dude. No, that ain't when it will happen. But the Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, will come on you. I mean, it'll come on you. It won't get around you. It will come on you. It will come on you. It's getting on me right now. It will come on you. On you is on you. It's on me. It will come on you, and you will prophesy with them. Mm. And be turned into another man. You know, at the beginning of all that's been happening, you've heard where stores, suppliers have ran out of this and they've ran out of that. We don't have it in stock anymore. I come to the conclusion in here, prayer. One morning this week when I was in here during the prayer, I said, God, I'm praying. I give myself away and I am out of me. There is no more of me. I'm out of me. There's no more in the back stock room. There's no more on the truck on the way. I am out of me. There is no more of me for me. I don't want any more. I'm not making any more of me. I don't want to see how close I can get to the old me that used to be in me, but I want the Spirit of the Lord to come in me and on me and fill me, and I want to be a different man. I want to be the man that you can use. I want to be the man you can depend on. I want to be the man that you can guide me the truth way. I want to be the man that you can anoint and use me to do whatever the need of the hour is. I want to be that man because I'm not ignorant of his devices or the crooked and perverse generation that I'm living in and the world that seems like it's closing in on the church. As long as the church is here, the anointing, the Holy Ghost will always be here. The gates of hell will never prevail against the church and it means if you are available, he's available for you and he can fill you and do a work in your life that you've never done. The end of your days can define your whole life instead of your whole life defining the end of your days. I want you to close your eyes if you will. Father God, we need to make a trip. We need to make a trip to that upper room. Lord, we, we, we need to do it, Lord. We need to make a trip. We need to get out of our. We need to be out of us. We need our friends to know I'm out of me. And they, they can mock us. They can even say, well, I'm unfriendly. I'm not your friend. God, whatever they want to do, we don't care right now. Lord, we need to go to the upper room and we need to sit there until you fill us, Lord. We don't need to give it up to the devil. We don't need to say, no, all this has happened. All these calamities have come to me, and I don't know what to do. I think I'm just going to sit here and die. I'm just going to sit here and wait. But, oh, no, God. No, God, we're walking, and we're going up, and we're waiting. We're going to let you fill us. We need to know the truth. The truth sets free. There's liberty where the, you are, Lord, and I need to be around a liberated group of people, Lord. I'm tired of being around bondage. There's bondage on TV with 
every news report. There's bondage when you check out at the grocery store. There's bondage at the gas tank. There's bondage in the break room. There's bondage, bondage, bondage everywhere. I need the Spirit of the Lord because there's liberty there. I don't want to walk around with all this stuff on my shoulders. I need to be where there's freedom and where there's liberty, Lord. So I'm going upstairs. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to seek you while you may be found. And God, when I come out, hallelujah, there's not going to be any more of me, but I'm going to be a changed man. I'm going to be a changed woman. I'm going to be a changed student. I'm going to be a changed child. We're going to be a changed couple once and for all. We're going to be a changed church, God. We're going to be a changed city and state and nation. Oh, God, we're going to make the trip and we're going to make it today, God, because we need you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone, I'm going to ask if you would stand. And as you search your heart and you search your mind, ask the Lord today, Lord. Am I connected or not, Lord? Am I a changed man or a changed woman? See, it's the Spirit that gives life. It's not by might, nor is it by my power, but it's by your Spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. There's a course that they're playing. It says more of you. Of things I've had my fill. See, but listen to this part. But yet I hunger still. So this is this is the response. Empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. Think about it. Sing it. More of you. More of you. I've had it all. But if you want to get connected, there's about 80 feet across here. Plenty of room for people that want to, want to get connected. 
I mean, I mean, you're, you're ready to be empty and bare. That kind of connected. So you can get attached connected. Just come and find you a space. Spread out. We can, we can do this. Spirit of truth didn't leave me. I wouldn't do it. But, but that's what's missing in my life, you see. That, that's what's missing. That's what's missing. Father God, we are at this altar because we are tired of things of this world, Lord. We need more of you, Lord. And if there's things God's laying on your heart that you need to disconnect from, just say, Lord, I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Continue to worship every person that's not a believer. You got to start. The Spirit's been drawing you today, and you got to start somewhere. The Lord wants to save you, and all you have to do is say, Jesus, I am sorry, so sorry for my sin. I'm on my way to hell, Lord, without a Savior. I, I'm on my way, God, and I need to be saved. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And I'm going to empty myself right now. I know you'll help me, but Lord, I'm emptying me. I want to get connected to you, Lord. I want you to save me. I want to be connected, Lord. I want to be full of your, your spirit. I want that liberty. Oh, Lord, I want it. I want that freedom, Lord. I want to be able to be on fire. I want to be lit. I want to be a light in this dark, 
world right now, Lord. And the light's got to come from somewhere, Lord. It can come from me. I give you my life. You pray that prayer, the Lord will save you. The Lord will not only save you, but he'll adopt you and he will push you with him by your side out into the, the battlefield. You can text the word save to the number on the screen and you'll get help. You'll get resources. And we'll begin to pray together. And Lord, and I pray for any person that has said, today's my day. Today's my day. I'm going to be a different man. I'm going to be a different woman today. I'm going to be a different student. They're not going to know me. I I'm going to be proud. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to be proud. And Lord, and I'm also in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I am in the name of Jesus. I'm going to get connected to you, Lord. So fill me, God. I pray you fill every vessel in here, Lord. Every person that wants you. They don't want it. They are out of themselves now. They don't want a, a refill of themselves. They're out. Out of stock. No more to be made, Lord. It's only going to be you. God, that's what we've got to have. We've got to have the spirit of truth. We've got to have you working in our life. We've got to have you to take over, to come upon us. Hallelujah. Yes, we do, Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God, we are called to be the church, and we're going to be the church. Hallelujah. Anoint every person here. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. God, use them in ways they could never, God, even ask you to. You just have your way in their lives, Lord, in their homes, in their marriages, where they work at, their schools, Lord, with their friends, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And God, most of all, have your way in this church, oh Lord. Fathers, we go out of these doors. We are going to be faced, Lord. We're going to be faced with all of that stuff. And Lord, we need your help. We want to be blameless and we want to be harmless. God, we want to be in the truth, Lord. And I pray, God, because we know that all kind of things are happening in our world and they're going to continue to happen, Lord. And we've got to get strong while we can. We've got to get strong in the faith. We've got to be filled with the Spirit while we can so we can work while it's day. God, we pray again a special touch of healing over Mike and Pastor David and Bethany and Jackson, any person, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, and I pray that you would keep us all safe. God, help us to be wise, Lord. Help us just to be wise. And you'll finish what you've started. And let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer.